Chut, chut, everyone, and happy Star Wars Podcast Day. I am your host, Drew Gretsch, just me today. Uh, and yeah, we don't typically do podcasts on Mondays. This is going to be a very, very special week for Tuscan Radio because we're dropping, I'm dropping three podcasts in your feeds this week. Uh, you know, we got this podcast today, which will be super fun, super fun, uh, just news, feedback, theorizing for the big finale on Wednesday, and then I got some ideas for some Star Wars TV pitches I'm going to be going over. Um, Wednesday, of course, Wednesday morning is going to be a short one, just 15, 20 minutes at the most. Uh, immediate, spoiler-filled, instant reaction for the Book of Boba Fett Chapter 7, which is the season finale. Uh, so make sure you uh, watch the episode before you listen to the podcast. I'm mostly talking to the boss here because the boss, as you guys know, if, if you've listened to the show for a while, will just watch or listen to the show before he sees the episode, which is just not a very good thing. And then Friday is going to be myself and Michael doing the big uh, spoiler wrap-up show for the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, but on top of that... Uh, on Sunday, my episode of Lightsaber Radio went live, so you guys can listen to that. It's it's you know streaming and anywhere where you listen to this podcast, you can also find Lightsaber Radio. Uh, yeah, so that is out. I'm uh, very happy to announce that I'm going to be joining them again this coming uh, Saturday is when we record it, but it'll drop on Sunday. So yeah, uh, if you want to hear some more from me, just go and check out that one. Uh, it was super super awesome talking to all of them, and yeah, I cannot wait to head back this this Saturday. I think I'll be doing the quiz this time. I think I'll, I'll be doing the quiz. Um, and yeah, I've started to put some questions together and it is going to be they're hard. These are really hard questions. <laughs> uh, stuff that just like going through watching some Clone Wars episodes I, I had to look up. So yeah. Okay, but starting off with the news. Starting off with the news. Uh, New Star Wars on Disney Plus this week. We all know what it is. Uh, chapter 7 of the Book of Boba Fett is going to start streaming on Wednesday. So, guys, we are just two, two short days away from this big epic finale. I'll be going into it much later in the show. Just talking about my own theories and things. Just heading into this week's final episode. Uh, but we've also got some other news about Disney Plus. We've... We've speculated about this for a while, or at least there have been some rumors and rumblings about it, but it seems like it's official. Andor has already been renewed for a second season. Because today, I'm recording this on Sunday night, guys. Um, it's, uh, well, Stellan Skarsgård, who's one of the uh, stars of the series, uh, was speaking with, uh, with the Swedish uh, magazine Doggins. Nieter, I'm sure I'm, I'm mispronouncing that, but he was speaking with them, and he says, um, I'm going to quote him exactly here. We start with filming Dune Part 2, yes, uh, in July. So he's doing Dune first, and he's going to do Andor. And then in the autumn, it's time for the second season of the Star Wars series Andor. I do not know. Uh, so then he was asked when season two might come out. He says, I do not know when they will start broadcasting it. It will take some time so that it does not take too long between season one and season two. So this is 
super interesting. This is super interesting. So it, it does look like, you know, we'd heard and, and speculated a bit because uh, there were rumors like Andor season three was going to start filming this spring. And we were, so we know that they've shot 12 episodes so far, but we just didn't know if that was indeed going to be 12 episodes in one season or maybe they shot seasons one and two back to back and we'd be getting two six episode seasons. It looks like that was just one season. So that is that is super exciting that like we're that they're already doing season two. And it's also nice to know that not all these shows are, are, are miniseries. Like we know that we're getting Mandalorian season three this year. Uh there's still no word yet on Book of Buffett. I'm assuming that we'll find out on Wednesday, whether or not we'll be getting a second season, which, I mean, I was talking about this with Yvonne today. If these shows, like, do well, which, I mean, it's a Star Wars show, it's going to do well on Disney+. Plus. If the shows get good numbers, and the creators of each given show want to do another season, I'm tending to think, like, yeah, each show will get multiple seasons if that's what they want. But, like, we know there are some shows that will only be one season. Like, the most notable of that is Kenobi. You know, you cannot do a Kenobi show if it lasts more than one season. Um, and, I mean, even season one is just six episodes. So, in terms of length, like, what we're going to want to look at is sort of the episode lengths for some of the Marvel shows. Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, because all those were six episodes, so we're going to want to look at that. I'm hoping that the episode lengths are more like what we got with Hawkeye, because, like, that finale was, like, 61 minutes long. So, yeah, like, I'm I'm excited for Kenobi, guys. I'm super excited for Kenobi. That hype is going to start building up on Wednesday after we see this big Boba Fett finale. You know, I'm, I'm still thinking we're going to get a trailer... One week from today, on Sunday night, we are going to get a trailer. That one week from right now, one week from right now, guys, I will be doing the uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, trailer breakdown. We'll be talking about that, and I can't wait. Just that that idea is sal- – I'm salivating thinking about the Kenobi trailer. I, I really am. I cannot wait for it. So, yeah, Andor Season 2 starts filming – in uh, in the fall, in the fall, and look, a lot can change. A lot can change. The show might come out, and it might be hor- horrendous. The show could be awful. In which case, we may not get a season two if if nobody watches it. So yeah, we will see. We will totally, totally see. Uh, yeah. So moving on now from news because there wasn't that much news. Time to get into some feedback. There is so much, so much. It's all from the boss. It's all from the boss. We should just do every week, just do a podcast talking about all the boss's feedback. So, um, yeah. So starting off now from the boss. Uh, the boss says, my first feedback comment from Friday's show was about Star Wars does not have to be all fights and action and lightsabers. Star Wars is so much about the light and dark side, ethics, morals, and I don't think we dive enough into that. I would disagree. 
I would disagree. If if you want like deep ethical questions, yeah, there are some in Star Wars. There are some in Star Wars. But I would look more to Star Trek for that. I would look much more to Star Trek for those deep ethical questions. And I, I do want to see those in Star Wars. I really do. Um, I think... And one of the reasons why I really hope that like Grogu stays with Luke is so we can sort of see what some of the, when those like ethical debates play out. Is it okay for Din? Like, is that the right thing to do? You know, and that's not even all that deep of a question. Because it's what's best for Grogu, but also knowing what we know about the future of Luke's temple may change some things. That may change some things. So yeah, um, I I agree that Star Wars needs some more ethical debates and moral decisions. Uh, the boss says, no more trilogies, build out the Star Wars mythos and lore via TV shows and individual films adding to the stories no more trilogies crimson dawn story more cad bane story i genuinely think he can be an iconic bad guy plus thrawn how dare you insinuate that cad bane is not already an iconic star wars villain how dare you insinuate that good sir (laughs) um yeah I, i think we're getting a thrawn thing soon what my theory was what my theory was um, going back to even a year ago, was that the Kevin Feige movie was going to be 2027, which right now, I don't think there are any Star Wars movies in development. I don't. Um, the only one that I really think is happening is probably Taika's movie. And we'll see if that even happens. Uh, but right now, you know, Taika's still... Uh, in the middle of post-production work on Thor Love and Thunder. He's still in the middle of Thor 4. So, once he's done with that, yeah, that's when he's probably going to start writing and actual development will start in his Star Wars. Like, I, I mean, if there is no announcement, like casting announcement for Rogue Squadron by like Star Wars Celebration, I, I really think we're going to have to wonder, is this movie even happening? Because... We can look at when the other movies started filming. Uh, I know The Rise of Skywalker started filming August of 2018. Was released December 2019. So, you know, that right there um, is a good... That, that's a good time frame to look at. Uh, going back to The Force Awakens. When did The Force Awakens start, start shooting? Uh... Okay, so filming on The Force Awakens uh, began in May of 2014, released in um, December 2015. So that's an even longer time. We can look at uh, Rogue Squadron, or Rogue One, I I should say, not Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron, I do want to see that movie. I really do want to see Rogue Squadron. Because I think that... uh, Patty Jenkins is a great director. You know, I really love the first Wonder Woman. Second one, not, not so much, but, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with the third film. Yeah, uh, Rogue One started filming August 8th, 2015. You know, uh, was re- released December 
checkpoint 2016. So really what it looks like we have here is, you know, if this, this movie needs to start shooting by August, in August, if it's going to hit that December spot, which there is absolutely 100% without a doubt still time to hit, to hit that. Absolutely, there is still time for them to do that. But, you know, that just, it may be a bit, it may be pushed to 2024, but, you know, the Avatar sequels, Avatar 2 is this year. Will they move up Avatar 3 by one year? And maybe they'll flip-flop Avatar 3 with Rogue Squadron if it's not ready to shoot yet. But yeah, I still really want to see it. I, I really want to see it. But essentially, anyway, anyway. My theory was that uh, we'd see all these shows and stuff and all these stories on Disney Plus and then Rogue Squadron as well in, in the film. And then I think we knew that Taika film was going to be set like thousands of years in the past. I think. is just like what all the theories were. And then we, we, we would get, in 2027, we would see Taika, or not, not Taika, Kevin Feige you know, his Star Wars film, which would unite, would unite, um, you know, The Mandalorian, The Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, Rogue Squadron, if if indeed Rogue Squadron is set between the events of, of episode six and seven. If it's set between episode six and seven, because remember, that logo we saw had the T-70X one, which is, is what the Resistance used. But the resistance didn't have the latest technology. So I think it could go either way. The Rogue Squadron could be set after um, Return of the Jedi, or it could be set after the Rise of Skywalker. Either one of those works. Um, but yeah, but we, we'd see Kevin Feige sort of like bring all of these characters to uh, cinemas. They'd all come to cinemas. Um, and we'd get like an heir to the empire type film. It, you couldn't have an exact like adaptation of it because you'd have to include all these characters from Mandalorian and those shows, but you could essentially have the same story beats, uh, for it to be called heir to the empire. Uh, the boss says, I'm absolutely I'm absolutely loving it that Dave Filoni and John Favreau are bringing to live action characters from Clone Wars, Rebels, and Bad Batch along with the books. Cad Bane needs more screen time. He's going to be an MVP bad guy. I totally agree. And I can't wait to see more animation characters jump to live action. You know, we we know there's going to be Sabine in Ahsoka. We're going to we're totally going to get Ezra uh Thrawn who of course originated in the novels but canon in canon started off in rebels and then we'll we'll see him in the ahsoka series um in a dream scenario i want all these shows over the next few years take you up to the force awakens so i'd watch prequels originals all these shows and then uh sequels and everything would fit like a glove i can dream yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen. I'd like to see maybe these shows even... Of course, like, we're, we're not going to get to, like, season 35 of The Mandalorian. 
that's not going to happen. We're not going to take it that far, but like we could see, you know, like a rotating slate of main heroes where maybe like Din Djarin is a really important character, sort of like the Tony Stark for the next like 10 years. Maybe not 10, maybe it'll, it'll be like seven now, seven years down left. Um, but yeah, I, I'd love to see that, you know, like sort of like what the MCU is doing. Like, and we still don't even know who's going to be like, sort of the new face of the MCU. I honestly don't think they need one. I don't think we need, like, a central hero. If I had to put money on it, I'd probably say it'll be Doctor Strange. But still, it it could... I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Uh, But yeah. Uh, We can all dream the boss. We can all dream. Um, And just really just get this great, continuous story. And then we'll, we'll also, like continue to fill in uh, the gaps between the prequels and the originals. And then we'd continue beyond, like, you know, and then we can explore before the prequels from, like, the Acolyte onward, and then maybe, like, 30 years after Rise of Skywalker, and we'll just keep expanding it from both ends. We just keep expanding that from both ends. I think that could be really cool and really awesome to see. Oh, I love this piece of feedback. I love this one. I agree with Drew. Canon is what's on TV and movies. If it's in the books, games, and comics, it's canon until it's contradicted in the shows and films, at which point uh, TV and film become the canon version. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's... Because if you're reading the comics, if you're reading the comics, you're watching all the shows. Okay? Like... No one is buying a comic book, but then skipping out on Clone Wars. Or, I like, Book of Boba Fett. Like, especially right now. So, yeah, I, I agree with this. This is a problem of having everything be canon. There are going to be contradictions. And George did not set out to tell, to, to like, create a history. Okay? George did not set out to do that. George wanted everyone to get to tell their story. And that does mean some contradictions. It's fine. They can be headcanoned away. It's just like... Um, I saw that today, that uh, Star Wars Theory... Or not Theory. Uh, Star Wars Explained Alex Damon uh, said... Just just the, the, the theory on how Luke has Yoda's saber. Maybe Yoda had several lightsabers. You know, Anakin had several by the end of Attack of the Clones. He brought an old one with him to De- to Dagobah. You know? It's it's just stuff like that. Like you, you just ha- have to think a bit more. You have to think a bit more. Like, maybe Freetown, it was called Freetown, and then it was Mos Pelgo, and now they've gone back to using Freetown. Just, just stuff like that. Though I do think Dave Filoni and John Favreau are trying to bring into canon things from the comics, animated shows, and books, which is fantastic. And that is showing love and respect to the fans who have kept Star Wars alive when things were low. Star Wars fans could have easily given up on the horror show of the prequels or sequels. They were not a horror show. Uh, but they invested in the comics, books, and games and kept the Star Wars mythos, lore, and universe still relevant. Absolutely. Absolutely. These shows have been giving the fans everything we want 
while keeping it consistent and relevant to the story. Everything, uh, every character that's brought in plays a purpose. Every character that's brought in plays a purpose in this epic story of Star Wars, the Book of Feather, Mandalorian, what have you. So, it's not just fan service for the sake of fan service. Like, you know, going to the Death Star in the Rise of Skywalker. You know, that that doesn't make sense. It's not, it, it shouldn't be relevant, but for some reason it is. I'm going to back away from too much feedback as I appreciate you guys are busy and a lot of time is spent for just going about my feedback. You guys don't get to fully talk about the show. That's it. It's not even true. Like we, we did a two hour podcast on uh, Thursday night. We did a two hour podcast. It's totally fine. And you know, now we got other uh, things to talk about. I'm sure other listeners are also pissed off with the number of feedback I send. Uh, but you guys so kindly talk about it too. It makes me feel part of the community, but I want to listen to you guys and not spend time on my feedback. No, because here's the thing is like, you're sending in feedback for us to talk about on the show. So we're going to talk about on the show. Like we may do like, and this is why we're doing this here is it's for, you know, so maybe like this Friday, it's not so much. And the feedback that, that, that we read can just be about the book, of, the book of Boba Fett. It can just be about that. And by the way, guys, the rest of you, you are always more than welcome to send in feedback. Uh, and we, we may do like, if we get enough, we may do, um, a book of Boba Fett feedback roundup. Uh, the week after. So, like, next week. We're probably going to do that. So, yeah. It's not all just for the boss. Um, I like the Domo guy. He he provides light relief in a tense scene. It was funny, and apparently that line was in reference to an answer given by an American politician when they broke COVID rules and went on vacation. Hashtag no politics. Yeah, I just don't feel like the ma- like the major domo guy really fits in Star Wars. If if that makes sense. I don't really believe that I don't feel like he really does fit in Star Wars that much. Which I, I hate saying. I hate saying because I think there's always room in this universe for an expansion. So yeah. What the Boba Fett has with the Boba show has shown is that all these characters don't necessarily need their own shows. Boba could have been a part of Mando's series. Having said that, with the potential ideological war between Armorer faction and Bo-Katan faction, with Mando being in the middle, is something which needs to happen. Not sure where they'll go with Ahsoka, though. Okay, Ahsoka is, is very clear where they're going. They're going into the Unknown Regions to rescue Ezra. That's what that show is going to be. You know... Whether the first episode, though, is then maybe Ahsoka just meeting with Luke, talking to Anakin. Again, I want that Anakin thing to be either episode one or episode eight. I want it to be either at the beginning of the series or at the very end when Ahsoka's at her lowest point. For this story, as Michael pointed out, her lowest point was um, was during Order 66 or when she was kicked out of the Order. So, but regardless, the lowest point for that particular story, I hope that's when we see Anakin. And I just cannot wait 
to see Anakin pop up in, in this show. I think it's going to be so awesome. It, uh, it, just seeing these two, Hayden and Rosario, meeting in, in live action, just meeting in, in live action. I would love that so much. I love that so much. It'd be so great. Uh, this feels like the Arrowverse, except better. Uh, I never will watched anything in the Arrowverse, but I believe you. By the way, I'm a day one Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan stuck out with season one, and boy, did it pay off. Yes. Damn straight. Yeah, you, you gotta watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., do yourself a favor and watch some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's pretty great. Okay. Uh, moving on now to the book of Boba Fett stuff. I'm actually going to start here with um, a Twitter thread from Adam Frazier. You guys may may have seen this. I uh, retweeted this on Friday, so maybe you saw it, maybe you didn't. But I'm just going to go through all this. Uh, and this is all from him. It's It's all from him. None of this is coming from me. At Disney's Investor Day event on December 10th, 2020, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy announced that the next chapter of The Mandalorian story would premiere in December 2021. The book of Boba Fett. Shortly thereafter, The Mandalorian's season 2 finale, chapter 16, The Rescue, was released. It included a surprise end credit scene that revealed the book of Boba Fett would premiere in December 2021. This led to confusion and speculation among fans who believed this was the subtitle for the third season of The Mandalorian. John Favreau clarified that the Book of Boba Fett was a spin-off, and while it would not be the while it would be the next chapter of the story, it was not The Mandalorian season three. From the moment it was announced, it was made clear that the Book of Boba Fett would connect to the Mandalorian story, with many referring to it as The Mandalorian season two point five internally. Still. People take issue with the show switching focus from Fett to other supporting characters. Now, here's where this gets really interesting. The series is called The Book of Boba Fett, not only because it features the infamous bounty hunter, but because Boba Fett's existence has affected the lives of every supporting character in the show. Let's begin with Cobb Vanth. Despite never meeting Fett, Cobb Vanth protected the people of Mos Pelgo using Fett's armor. Without Boba Fett, Vanth doesn't become the Marshal of Freetown. He doesn't befriend Din Djarin or form an alliance with the Tuscans. Speaking of Din Djarin, the Mandalorian would never have rescued Grogu from Moff Gideon without the help of Boba Fett and his fire spray gunship. He owes Boba big time, so much so that he's willing to help aid Fett in his war free of charge. And then there, there's Luke Skywalker. Obviously, we know Fett's connection to the, to the Jedi Master. Luke attempts to rescue Han Solo from Fett, but falls into a trap set by Darth Vader, in which he loses a hand and learns the terrible truth about his parentage. Fett's fall into the Sarlacc directly re results from his rivalry with Skywalker and Solo. His escape from the Sarlacc and his experiences with the Tuscans, the first chapters of the, of the Book of Boba Fett, would not exist without this connection to Skywalker. Ahsoka Tano encountered a young Fett during the Clone Wars. 
Her life was deeply affected by her relationship with Captain Rex and other clones who were made using Django's, and thus Boba's, DNA. When Rex takes off his helmet, Boba Fett's face looks back at her. The bounty hunter has touched Grogu's life in numerous ways as well. As previously mentioned, his rescue was dependent on the help of Boba Fett and his gunship. And as a youngling, Grogu came face-to-face with Fett's clone brethren during the attack on the Jedi Temple. Obviously, Fett has deep connections to characters like Cad Bane, his former mentor and greatest rival, Fennec Shand, who he rescued from certain death, and Black Kursatan, who worked alongside Fett in the service of Darth Vader and Jabba the Hutt, too. Jango and Boba's existence created a ripple effect that changed the course of the entire galaxy. Without Fett, the Clone Wars, the fall of the Jedi, and the rise of the Empire would have played out differently. In fact, you could not write the book on any of these characters, Din Djarin, Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka Tano, without mentioning Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett is about the lives touched and forever changed by Fett and how those experiences have changed him. It isn't about the badass um, it isn't about the badass bounty hunter he, he was before the Sarlacc. It's about the man who emerged on the other side, reborn. If Darth Vader and Kylo Ren can find redemption, then surely a simple man making his way through the galaxy, like his father before him, can change and grow. Star Wars is one big story and we love it because there are a million characters whose lives are intertwined in one way or another by the will of the Force. I can't wait to see what's next for Boba Fett and his tribe. The finale is going to be amazing. I'll see you there. I totally agree with all of that. 100% I agree with all of it. Because you'd have to mention Boba Fett in all of these stories. He'd be a big part of all of these character stories. So it makes sense then for them to all be part of his book in within this this show. Now, would I have liked maybe more episodes then if we were going to spend two episodes uh, continuing the story of Din, Djar- of Din Djarin? Yeah, I would. But, you know, this is totally fine. This is totally fine. And I think on Wednesday we can look back at the show. I, I really hope so. I really hope we'll, we'll be able to look back at the show and we'll be able to say, yes, this was all worth it, the build-up paid off perfectly so yeah but now we're i'm gonna get into my theories my theories and speculation about uh wednesday's big finale so i'm gonna start off with the small one i'm gonna start off with the small one when boba fett gets up on the uh on the rancor uh cuz you know he's going to ride that rancor he has to he has to ride that rancor i just want him to like get up there take a deeper than me and go oh, like a bantha it's <laughs> just going to call back to that line which is amazing um yeah so moving in into grogu's choice Grogu's choice. We'll see. We will see. 
I don't want to learn what happens until the third season of Mandalorian, but I think we are going to learn on Wednesday what Grogu decides. Um, and I really could not say. I, I really think there's a 50-50 shot of him choosing either one from a story perspective. From a Disney perspective, I think he's probably going to go back to Mando. From a Disney perspective, he's going to go back to Mando because that show... Look, uh, season two proved to us that this show is a lot more than Grogu. It's a lot more about who the character of Din Djarin is. But we can look at how much freaking money the character of Baby Yoda's made. And I think that will tell us that they'd be crazy to do a third season of The Mandalorian without little Baby Yoda. However, I would like a little crazy then. Hell, I'd like a lot of crazy. As in, I don't really want to see them come back together or see Grogu at all until, again, at the earliest, the Mandalorian Season 3 finale. Because the longer they build up that, um, that separation and that moment of reunion, the harder it's going to hit home. The harder that will hit home. And I'm all here for it. I really, really want to see that. I want to keep us all in pain for the next two, like two years or so. Or I guess like 10 months. Yeah, like 10 months until we see the finale. So yeah. Um, but I also think there's a good chance that he gets both. I think there's a really, really solid chance that... You know, Grogu's going to get both the Mandalorian armor as well as Yoda's lightsaber. Which, I just really want to see Grogu wield Yoda's lightsaber. Who doesn't want to see that? That'd be so cool. That'd be so awesome to see. I, I, I need to see that. So, yeah, that's that. And then, in terms of credit scenes... There's going to be something that teases Mandalorian Season 3. And then... What I love to see... Is that Kenobi teaser that I talked about on Friday's show. Which I saw from uh, a TikToker. So I, I can't take credit for that, but it's like, oh my god, I need to see it. I need to see that happen. Of... A credit scene just teases Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi coming... Uh, May 4th, 2022. So, yeah. But then, moving on to, I guess the main part of the show, main part of the show this week, is my top 10 Star Wars TV pitches. In really no particular order, because I'd want to see all of these, like, right now. But, I mean, then again, I want to see all upcoming Star Wars stuff right now. But 
Especially these. So, like, these are in no particular order. It's just the order in which I thought of them. So, at number 10, Dawn of the Jedi. We talk a lot about on this podcast about how much we want to see Star Wars um, move so far before the Skywalker Saga or or so far past it that nothing happens that could set it up and nothing that even happens in those films affects the story. And I think a Dawn of the Jedi series would be awesome with that. Yes, of course it would set things up, but it would be so minimal and everything that sets up would make sense to that specific story of Dawn of the, of the Jedi that I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. We And, you know, sort of speaking of that, we could get a companion series. But instead of being the Jedi, we got an anthology series about the Sith entitled The Rule of Two. And basically, each Sith gets an episode. You know, one episode per Sith. Maybe the episodes are like 90 minutes long. Oh, and by the way, Disney, you can have all of these ideas for free. You get this one for free, but the next time we do this, it's going to cost you. <laughs> so... But, you know, like, let's say the Plagueis episode would begin uh, sort of, like, right after he kills his master, okay? Begin right after he, he kills his master, um, and it would just play out with his, his life after that, and it would end with Palpatine killing him, you know? So, sort of, the end of each Sith Lord's episode is their death, if that makes sense, you know? Um, but then, like, the Palpatine episode would start, like, right after. And we'd sort of see up to the Phantom Menace, of course. Well, I, I guess, I mean, eh. We, we sort of know what happens with Palpatine after that. So maybe that would, would be the, the end of the show. Whatever. But yeah, I think a, a Dawn of, of the Jedi show and a Rule of Two show would be really, really awesome. Um, continuing that theme of, of like, ancient of the ancient galaxy, sort of touching on the Knights of the Old Republic stuff. The Way of the Mandalore, a show about ancient Mandalorians, you know, sort of a Game of Thrones type series, I think could be really, really cool. Like, we just see the ancient Mandalorian wars. Uh, it, it could be the story of, um, of Tare Vizsla, how he created the Darksaber and sort of, like, how that worked. I think that could be awesome. That could be awesome. Um, Jumping forward a long, long time, in continuing the stories after the events of the sequel trilogy films, we get the Heroes of the Resistance. Basically, it's sort of continuing and, like, fleshing out all of those character stories after the events of, of episode nine, where I think, you know, what, what I had was I had a show about Finn. I had a show about Ray starting her Jedi order. And I had a show about like Poe. And it's like, you know what? No, no, let's just do one show called the heroes of the resistance. And you can do that. You can touch on like Kazuda's Ziono. You can touch on, um, on the character like Vi, Marathi, I think is that her name? I got the the uh, Black Spire book right here. 
uh, the character's name is, yeah, Vi Murati. So, like, we could touch on her a bit. There are a lot of things I think you could probably do with a, uh, a Heroes of the Resistance series. And, you know, again, you can have a good, like, emotional ending for Finn. It wouldn't hit as well as it would have had it been in episode 9, which I still contend is the fatal flaw in that film, is not giving Finn an emotional payoff. Because Finn in The Force Awakens is freaking awesome. He's a side character in The Last Jedi. He does nothing but scream, Ray! In The Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, that's the Heroes of the Resistance. We got Mace Windu. That that is a given, I think. A Mace Windu series. Um either set after Revenge of the Sith or before. You know. I'd say before because if you guys look into it, Mace Windu has a very interesting origin that's really not touched on at all in the prequel trilogy or in the Clone Wars. And on another Marvel podcast, I talk a lot about the duality of, like, Spider-Man, the duality of Daredevil. And Mace Windu has a lot of that. Mace Windu... You know, we were talking about, um... Like, moral questions and ethical debates... You can do that with a Mace Windu series. You can do that with a Mace Windu series. And, you know, Samuel L. Jackson not only has said that he'd love to come back as the the BMFer, um, a, a self-proclaimed BMFer, but he's already doing a Disney Plus show. And I think a big thing with, with like, would an actor come back for it is, are they already doing a Marvel show or... I mean, essentially, a Marvel show on Disney+. Plus. You know? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson right now is starring in the uh, Secret Invasion series with Amelia Clark, who plays Kira in the solo film. I'd love to see a Kira show. Oh, I didn't put that on there. I didn't put the Crimson Dawn thing on there. But, but I think we heard that's already in development. So, yeah. Um, here's an original idea that I had about a couple years ago is a show called The Clone. Essentially, it's a 24-style series, which, if, if you guys don't know the show 24, it's like each season is 24 episodes long. Yes, there was once a time where seasons of TV are 24 episodes, were 24 episodes long. If you look at every episode we've gotten so far of The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett, there are 22 episodes about to be 23 on Wednesday. So there wouldn't... Like, if star, if these shows were 24, we would not even get to one full season of that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So... Each, each season is essentially one day. It's not like... I think there are like nine seasons of the show. It's not like it's nine days in a row. It's like it's, they're spread out through the years. But anyway, each episode is one hour that day. So it's truly like a continuous cycle. I'd love to see a Star Wars show like that. You know, and I think a show about like maybe like Delta Squad 
or the Republic Commandos. Maybe not the Bad Batch because they already have a show with season two coming out this year. So yeah, something like uh, a show like The Clone, I think, could be really interesting. Uh, Another show that would be cleaning up the mess left behind by not the sequel trilogy, but especially The Rise of Skywalker, is The Knights of Ren. When I was 10 years old and I saw The Force Awakens for the first time on opening weekend... Of all the gr- of all the great things that I adore about that film, and I adore that movie, I I love The Force Awakens. The one thing that really intrigued me were the Knights of Ren, and I spent four years just thinking about them, just like oh my god, they they they, they sound so cool. I cannot wait to see them kick some ass in Episode Nine. We got to episode 9. And they did diddly squat in that movie. They did absolutely nothing in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So yeah, just show us what they can actually do. Show us what they can actually do when they're not, you know, fighting Ben Solo. And when that scene played in the movie, I was like, oh, here here we go. Here we go. Just, you know, they, they all just went out like like punks it's quite disappointing all right moving into number three the marshall moss pelgo i'd love to see a six episode series um about moss pelgo i hope i'm really hoping that cobb vanth is still alive i'm really hoping that cobb vanth is still alive after his shootout with Cad Bane. He he was hit in the shoulder. I've watched the episode five times. Watched it five times. Um, uh, he he was hit, hit hit in the shoulder. He's alive. He's too much of a fan favorite, especially after just two appearances in in these shows and uh, his trilogy of books. His appearances in those. So yeah, I I want to see a show about like the peace of that fragile peace between the, the Tuscan Raiders and uh, the people of Tatooine. I think it could be really interesting if it's done the right way and not like how they did the first four episodes of Book of Fett, which after the finale on Wednesday, I'm going to go back and I'm going to rewatch the entire series and I'm going to see how those first four hold up. I'm excited to see how, how those first four hold up. So yeah, moving into number two now. Bo-Katan, and the Night Owls. The boss mentioned an ideological war between the Children of the Watch and Bo-Katan's crew. Yes. Yes. Give that to me now. Because I I rewatched some Bo-Katan episodes of The Clone Wars today. And there are a lot of really very interesting things about her and her uh, beliefs, ideologies that I think could be explored in a fascinating manner in her own six, eight, ten episode show. So yeah, I'd love to see a Bo-Katan series. Uh, it could be prequel. It could be set, you know, in the current day with the the Mandoverse shows. So yeah, 
Oh, you know what? I, I, for, before I get to number one, I'm going to mention... An, I'm going to throw in one honorable mention. Rangers of the New Republic. Just rework the show. Just rework the show without Cara Dune. Because I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about what that show could be. And I'm so sad that it's not, it's never going to happen. And yeah, I know that we're going to see some of those episodes and stories play into the Mandalorian season three, which is, which is one reason why I think maybe we got some Mando episodes in Book of Fettas to make room for some episodes of Rangers in this upcoming third season. But yeah, I'd love to see Rangers of the New Republic still. I, I really want to see that still. Number one. Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. I've already written out, like, a brief, like, synopsis of the show. Which, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say here, because I... I if I say it here, I'll, I'll never get the chance to do it. But, it would be, like... I'm not going to give plot details or anything. But, it would be six episodes. It would be a Witcher... It would be told, like, Witcher Season 1 style. Except instead of following three characters through time at different paces, it's just one character. But, like... There are episodes that are set three years apart. There are episodes that, that are set 12 years apart. And it essentially would just cover his entire life. Uh, from student of Dooku to his time as a knight when he took on Obi-Wan as an apprentice. And basically, in, in, at the end of the show, uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan would leave to go and deal with the trade dispute on the planet of Naboo. So it would take us right up to the events of The Phantom Menace. So yeah, those are my top 10 Star Wars TV pitches. I'd love to do an episode like this again. I really would. So yeah, guys, that's going to be it. Happy Star Wars Podcast Day to all of you. Uh, my name is Drew Gretsch. Uh, next episode is coming on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, the Book of Boba Fett season finale. Cannot wait for it. Really can't wait. I don't, here's what I don't want to see in the finale. What I don't want to see in the finale is Mando going off on some side quest. And during the side quest is when the battle happens. I don't want to see that. If that happens, I'm... I'm going to be straight up mad if that happens. I think that's a terrible idea. It, It's his name on the show. His name on the show. The finale should be about him. The finale should be about Boba Fett. So yeah, guys, that's going to do it for Tuscan Radio today. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'll see you guys all on Wednesday. Wednesday, we're so close. We're like 48 hours away from the finale. Isn't that insane? We're 48 hours away from Chapter 7. Super excited for it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be great because I can't afford to think otherwise. I cannot afford to think it's not going to be great. So, yeah, thank you guys so, so much for listening. My name is Drew Gretsch. You guys can follow us on Twitter at Tuscan Radio Pod. Uh, yeah, may, may the force be with you always. I have spoken.